Technology and the Sea. Fascination Marine Technology. A podcast by Bärbel Fiening in cooperation with the German Association for Marine Technology, GMT. Welcome to this podcast episode, which is all about Canadian marine technology, with a focus on Atlantic Canada today. My two interviewees are Chris Borg, Executive Director of the Ocean Technology Council of Nova Scotia in Halifax, and Enrico Nake, Trade Officer at the Canadian Embassy in Berlin. Marine technology Ocean technology is very important in Canada, tells Chris Borg, who also organizes the major H2O conference, which is Canada's premier ocean technology event in Halifax in June. Enrico Nake works as a trade officer at the Canadian Embassy in Berlin, helping Canadian companies enter the German market. He also is specialized in the maritime industry. A warm welcome to Chris in Halifax and Enrico in Berlin. Hello, Bärbel. Thank you for having us today and for doing this podcast with us. It's a pleasure. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. It's uh, very good to be here virtually. <laughs> Enrico, may you please tell us a little bit about your function at the Canadian Embassy in Berlin? Sure. So I work for the Trade Commissioner Service in the Canadian Embassy in Berlin. And for those who don't know the Trade Commissioner Service, the Trade Commissioner Service is a network of um, trade professionals. And we are always co-located with the Canadian diplomatic missions. So with the Canadian embassies or consulates at 160 locations around the world. So I work at the embassy here in Berlin and I help Canadian companies to enter the German market. And my focus is on the maritime sector. So I work a lot with Canadian um, ocean tech companies or from other maritime areas. And yeah, I help them getting into the market and establish um, cooperation with German companies and so on. But we also work in the other direction. For example, we help also German companies to invest in Canada. So if there is a German company interested in setting up an office or some kind of a production facility or whatever in Canada, we also support these kind of investments into Canada. Yeah. Chris, can you tell us a little bit more about you and the Ocean Technology Council? Yeah, so I'm uh, the executive director of the Ocean Technology Council of Nova Scotia. Um, so what that is, is an association that supports Uh, the development and promotion of ocean technology companies in Nova Scotia. Uh, however, we work very closely with our partners across Atlantic Canada, which includes New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, and Newfoundland and Labrador. So through that, um, you know, we work on making sure the workforce is able to support the work that's being done. Uh, we aid in, you know, generally building and helping companies uh, grow and be successful. And then, Uh, what's kind of most important here is is also aiding in uh, partnerships and collaborations with international partners. And one of our main uh, areas of focus is in Germany, where we have very strong connections and ties. So you cooperate, Chris and Enrico? Yes, yeah, we do. 
we, yeah. we've, we've been actually working together now for, I don't know, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. I mean, since I started this job, I know Chris. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, why is the German market, why is German marine tech interesting for Canadian companies, for Canada? Hmm. Um, well, first off, you know, most of uh, most of Canadian kind of products are exported out because, you know, at the end of the day, we have a fairly small population. Um, however, um, where it ties in really well with Germany is that, uh, you know, we're providers of uh, sensors, environmental monitoring equipment, uh, defense equipment, which, uh, you know, is very much needed in the German market. Um, so we do very well uh, as well. I think, you know, culturally that we have some close ties between Canada and Germany that, uh, you know, go back historically and, and um, we work very well together. Let's focus on Canada first. I think you've prepared some fun facts for us. Well, I thought it's an easygoing way of starting a conversation or to just drop some some fun facts about Canada. And maybe some of the audience know that Canada, of course, is the um, second largest country of the world. But Canada has got the longest coastline. And the, the coastline of Canada is, uh, like I think, more or less uh, 243,000 kilometer long. So it's actually not such a big surprise that um, Canada has got such a strong ocean tech and marine industry. With this coastline, uh, you know, there are a lot of companies and there's a lot of expertise and skills. And compared to Germany, um, I mean, Canada is the second largest country in the world, but compared to Germany, the population is actually, yeah, not small, but quite smaller compared to Germany. So Canada has got a population of 38.6 million people. So compared to Germany, it's uh, not that densely populated. <laughs> it's a very small population. So Canada has these two coasts, the Pacific coast and the Atlantic coast. Oh, actually, in Canada, there is this saying from coast to coast to coast, which includes also the Arctic in the north. Oh. Uh, so, so there is the Pacific coast, there is the Atlantic coast, and then there yeah. is the Arctic coast in the north. Okay. So just to add the third coast. <laughs> okay. And uh, Chris, you are located in Halifax at the <laughs> Atlantic coast, and we want to focus on the Atlantic coast today. Do you have a fun fact as well or kind of superlative? Yeah, I've got uh, two. So one that I think is interesting is we have an area here called the Bay of Fundy, which uh, runs between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. Um, and it's a bay that, uh, you know, twice a day with the tides um, has a flow through of over 160 billion tons of seawater and has the world's highest tide. So it can range on average up to about 16 meters from uh, low tide to high tide. And uh, at its peak, um, it's reached a height of over 21 meters. 21 meters? Uh, Is the power of the tides used somehow? Um, so that, that's currently being looked at. Uh, there's a number of companies that are uh, looking at developing tidal turbines for the generation of power in the Bay of Fundy. However, as you can imagine, it's a bit of a difficult area to work in because of these high tides. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing that might be interesting, it doesn't happen as much here in Nova Scotia, but Newfoundland, uh, it's an area which is interesting in that you know you can go between a very nice summer day of about 30 degrees Celsius to you know, during the fall and winter season, 
uh, watching icebergs flow by. Wow. So um, let's focus on the ocean technology. You always say ocean technology in Canada. You don't say marine technology. Um, what is the lighthouse project at your coast? So I guess we'd have a couple of lighthouse projects, as you'd call them. Uh, one being COVE, the Center for Ocean Ventures and Entrepreneurship, uh, which is an innovation hub uh, based here in Dartmouth, just across the harbor from me, uh, where they are supporting and developing uh, ocean technology companies, uh, both uh, you know small and medium business as well as uh, startups. Um, as well, there's the Pier, which is a port innovation facility in Halifax for developing uh, you know innovative solutions and in, in companies around port technologies. In which areas do the ocean technology companies in Atlantic Canada specialize? So um, those areas where we have a really abundant strength and uh, abundant number of companies is around ocean monitoring and science, um, marine transportation, aquaculture, and defense and security. Uh, and here in the Atlantic coast, uh, we actually have over 40% of Canada's defense assets and 60% of Canada's navy is, is located Uh, in Atlantic Canada, so we're, uh, you know, supporting that, and there's, you know, a very supported sector around developing sensor technology here for the ocean. So there is an awareness that the oceans are crucial and that the oceans have a great importance for the future of our planet, and there is government support. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's a developing sector for the Canadian federal government where they've marked it as being a, a priority for them. Um, you know, obviously, as Enrico mentioned, due to our very, very large coastline, uh, we have a lot of advantages and, and things in our favor in that way. So we're looking at how best to uh, have that supported. And the Canadian federal government has stepped up through projects such as the Ocean Supercluster um, to show their support and, and um, wish to have this sector become a uh, world-class um, which I think it's very much moving in that direction. And we're currently in the process of, uh, we're, we're waiting, I should say, for the release of the Blue Economy Strategy by the Canadian federal government to set their direction on where you know they'd like to see further development within the sector and how to support it. Enrico, you just wanted to add... I wanted to add, uh, like, because you, you were asking for government support. Actually, the, the Harper, like Stephen Harper government, they published the national shipbuilding strategy, which is, I mean, which is definitely also in support of the, of the supply chain all around uh, shipbuilding. And maybe one thing to mention is that uh, Halifax is home also of the um, Irving shipyard. And that's where they build now um, quite a big part of the vessels that belong to this national shipbuilding strategy. Mainly, mainly Navy vessels. Yeah. In Canada, no distinction is made between shipbuilding and marine technology. Is that right? It is, yeah. Um, there's a lot of crossover between companies that, uh, you know, manufacture for just general ocean technology use and also marine defense. Um, that, uh, that shipbuilding strategy that Enrico mentioned, it's to the tune of about $100 billion over the next 25 years. Um, it's the biggest national procurement, um, particularly on the naval side, that I think we've ever had. So we're, we're very much have a supply chain supporting that and uh, many international partners coming and interested. And I mean, there is a difference between shipbuilding and ocean technologies, but there are quite a few um, ocean technologies that are uh, going into vessels. There are components or solutions that are 
part of bigger systems that go into vessels. Chris, you just mentioned the ocean supercluster. That is something very special. Please tell us, what is it all about? Yeah, so the uh, the Ocean Supercluster is a project that's supported by the federal government. So there's, I believe, five different superclusters uh, across Canada covering um, different sectors, um, including AI, um, advanced manufacturing, um, biotech, and agri-food. Uh, and we have an ocean one. And so that's, you know, again, showing the importance of the ocean tech sector to our government. Uh, and with that supercluster, uh, what they're doing is is aiding in the development of growth and growth of the ocean technology uh, sector through innovation and, you know, funding projects and programs, uh, develop new solutions uh, in the ocean sector for, um, you know, things such as uh, developing solutions in oceans, artificial intelligence, trying to identify and, and, and uh, look at different parts of climate change, as well as, you know, around agriculture and food, marine transportation. They have a number of uh, different focuses and, and projects that they're working on. So they work, you know, with Canadian companies across Canada to develop those projects. And they're actually based here in Atlanta, Canada. So how big is this ocean technology sector in Canada? How many companies, how many organizations are in this ocean supercluster? Um, I'd have to check on how many are within the supercluster, but across Canada, there's approximately 1,900 organizations and companies related to the ocean sector. Wow. Um, you know, that, that includes, you know, research institutes, you know, equipment and, and manufacturers. Um, there's, it's a pretty wide range. And we've already had this, I think there is an awareness of how important the oceans are. Very much so, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the ocean is kind of our future in a lot of ways, um, whether that's through transportation, uh, understanding the effects of climate change, or how we plan to feed ourselves going into the future. So we're gearing up to be able to support that, uh, both locally within Canada and internationally. And um, like talking about the science aspect, so like Dalhousie University in Halifax is actually quite, I mean, not only, but uh, they have a very strong Uh, connection to the ocean science and and they they i mean there are a lot of activities around ocean technologies and, and ocean science they have a fleet of several so-called gliders they use them yep. to yeah to do kind of uh, all surface like measurement on the water surface but also underwater is this correct yeah that's correct um and they they have some um There's a group there, Meopar, at a Dalhousie Marine Environmental Observation Prediction Response Network that has a A profiler that goes up and down in the water column and you know measures a number of factors including um, you know oxygen different dissolved gases such as co2 and then the temperature um, to look at uh, the mostly around research around the effects of climate change um, but uh, that's you know one of the projects and there's also of course uh, a very strong tie between Dalhousie mm -hmm. uh, and Gilmer in Kiel mm -hmm. uh, so they have an ongoing project um, to develop collaboration uh, on ocean research and they, they share um, researchers back and forth. So there is a strong connection between Canada and Germany. Certainly, yeah. I know one of the things that we have in the near future, and for those that are familiar, we're working very closely with the German Marine Technology Association and hope to soon sign a um, memorandum of understanding with them as well, uh, as we have more ties and connections between the ocean tech sector here in Canada and, and Germany. It is important to connect, isn't it? I mean, 
Last year you were at the SMM in Hamburg in Germany. The SMM is the leading international maritime trade fair. Yeah, that um, it, it's been a show that we've been to a few times now. Uh, this past year was actually in partnership with GMT where we shared some space in their pavilion. We brought um, 14 ocean technology companies and organizations um, to look at uh, finding partnerships and innovation partners um, within the German marine technology sector. So it's a very important uh, show and that was a good way for us to meet more partners. And was it successful for the companies, for the Canadian companies? I would think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm still in touch with some of the companies and there were clearly some very good uh, business opportunities or opportunities for cooperation. Yeah, so I would say there was a very good um, outcome from this visit to SMM. Yeah, absolutely. And networking always is important. It's always important. That's right. And that's what we started already before the pandemic. But then during the pandemic, we got really, I mean, innovative, I would say, you know, together with the maritime cluster in Northern Germany and the GMT in Germany and then OTCNS and also the, uh, the association on the West Coast. We did three of these ocean economy talks, which was a virtual format of bringing together Canadian and, uh, and German companies. And since then, we continued with a couple of um, visits from Canadian delegations to Germany and the other direction as well. And this year, we are, yeah, we are planning on organizing a delegation visit of German companies going to um, H2O conference. That's the only um, industry event around ocean technologies uh, taking place every year in June in Halifax. Okay, and there will be a delegation from Germany in Halifax. Yes, that's what we are working on. And so that would be the next Canada-Germany yeah, exchange or like a visit of German companies to, to Halifax and, and a continuation of the existing cooperation that we have established over the last years. And yeah, that's, uh, we're working on that. Great, great connection between Canada and Germany. Chris, Enrico just mentioned the H2O conference. Tell us more about this conference. My organization uh, actually runs the H2O conference, so we're we're very happy to uh, to support and work with anyone that uh, that is interested in it. So it's the biggest ocean technology show in Canada. We've been working on this conference for uh, I think seven or eight years now. Uh, it's you know developed over the years, but uh, it's currently the largest ocean technology focused show in Canada, um, and we typically get a, a pretty large component of the ocean sector across Canada attending, uh, as well as we're building our international component. Um, so uh, in, in 2022, we had uh, over 650 attendees and uh, over 100 of those were international um, from 21 different countries. So it's uh, it's growing for us. And it was nice to see, especially post-COVID, uh, the response. Um, it was uh, the conference had grown uh, quite substantially from the year prior. So uh, we're, we're lined up to have uh, at least as big, if not bigger, of a show for this year. The conference itself is kind of focused on two main areas. One in, you know, getting a bit of an outlook on the uh, Canadian ocean sector, um, whether that's, you know, uh, federal marine procurements innovation programs, but as well as uh, uh, industry topics that are, you know, areas of opportunity and growth within the sector. So that's, you know, things like uh, autonomous vehicles, uh, vessel decarbonization, offshore wind around environmental monitoring and the survey work that needs to be done there, 
uh, and uh, it's just a great opportunity to collaborate and get to know the ocean sector here in Canada. What can Germany, what can German marine tech companies learn from Canadian companies and vice versa? So I think one of our strengths that we lean on uh, is uh, our, our development of sensor technologies. So we have very precise um, sensor technologies that are used in a number of areas. And that's um, something that I think we could work very well with, with German partners on in further developing those in, in new solutions within the sector. Um, the other thing that happens here a lot in Atlantic Canada, um, I think as a product of us being smaller, is that we're, we're very collaborative. Um, so it's very easy for us to go between different organizations to create solutions. Um, so we do our best to to work closely together. Um, it's it's very community focused, we'll say that. Uh, so that's that's another big strength that we have. Um, and from the German side, um, you know, there's just so many proven technologies and areas that we're looking into developing, such as uh, in offshore wind, uh, that we we could certainly have a lot to learn. Um, you know, as well as uh, shipbuilding um, and and manufacturing of equipment. Uh, it's you know, it's kind of hard to beat Germany at any of those. So we're uh, we we have some some to learn uh, in those areas for sure. And I'm actually hoping that. Uh, Uh, we'll be able to share some of that knowledge at our H2O conference. What are the main differences between the ocean technology in Canada and and in, in Europe or in Germany? Um, we're very much in the beginning stages of developing offshore winds. So um, our province is, I think, one of, if not the first, in announcing uh, the development of offshore wind. Uh, and here in Nova Scotia specifically, uh, others such as um, you know Newfoundland Labrador are also looking at it, and as well as hydrogen development. Um, you know, here in in Canada and Nova Scotia, um, we're looking at five gigawatts of offshore wind development um, starting in 2025. Uh, so the environmental impact assessments are ongoing, and uh, we're hoping to start that development. And so with that. You know, there will be much to learn, as mentioned, from Germany and others that uh, are already quite developed. And as we build up our supply chain to support that, um, it's definitely a focus. Uh, our federal government, I think, seems to be very focused on, um, you know, decarbonization and, and climate change and how to build a greener, sustainable future. Uh, and we like to say that blue is green. So the ocean is uh, the place that we focus on for climate change and uh and sustainability. Great. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much, Enrico. This time we focused on the Atlantic Canadian marine technology, but there will be another episode about the Pacific Canadian marine tech. Enrico, will we focus on the Arctic coast as well? I don't know yet, but let's see. Well, <laughs> I have to, like, let me, let me just maybe add, because I don't want, especially in Newfoundland and Labrador, They are so far north and they companies there, they have uh, a very strong expertise in harsh environments because of their proximity to the Arctic and also because of the oil and gas industry in front of their coast. So their expertise and, and their knowledge and their capabilities in this area uh, is definitely um, something that we should highlight as well. Already now talking about Atlantic Canada, because this is part of Atlantic Canada. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, definitely looking forward also to have another episode about um, Pacific uh, Canada because um, it's really a different industry there. That's so interesting. And I really look forward to producing the next episode with you. <laughs> yes. Chris and Enrico, thank you for sharing this with us. Yeah, thank you for having us again. And uh, it was a pleasure. And yeah, whenever, you know, people have questions about Canada or want to get connected with some of the companies or whatever. I'm here in Berlin and happy to help out. <laughs> oh, thank you for inviting me here. I'm very happy to talk about uh, what's going on with Ocean Tech Atlanta Canada. And, you know, uh, I think there's going to be a lot more development and partnership between Canada and Germany going forward. Uh, it's the only way to be sustainable or, the, or forming those partnerships. Great. Thank you. This was today's podcast episode. I talked to Chris Borg, Executive Director of the Ocean Technology Council of Nova Scotia in Halifax, Canada, and to Enrico Nake, Trade Officer at the Canadian Embassy in Berlin, Germany. Thanks for a quick review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and talk to you next time. Bye. technology and the sea. Fascination Marine Technology A podcast by Bärbel Feening in cooperation with the German Association for Marine Technology, GMT. GMT